welcome to the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. I am Jack McGrath, sitting across from Adam Rosen. Adam, how are you doing today? Justin Fields, let's go! Adam's pretty pumped about the NFL draft. Oh my. Oh my. You happy about Justin Fields, Adam? Just a little. A little bit? Mr. Bears fan over here. Oh, you're a Bears fan, too. You don't. Don't tell me you weren't going happy. I was pretty happy. Too. I was happy with what the Bears got in Justin Fields. I was saying before the draft, maybe not the—it's a smart pick because you need a quarterback, but maybe not the smartest pick, depending on how much you have to give up. But it would be the exciting pick, and this is the pick that Bears They, they didn't have to, to give—I still don't believe they had to give up that much. They gave up an extra first-rounder. Bears gave up a lot. They gave up a first-rounder, a fourth-rounder, and a fifth-rounder. They gave up a lot for Justin Fields, and— just prefacing this episode, we're going to have a whole lot of NFL draft talk today before we hit on some other things, some random things. It's going to be a fun episode again today. And we've been on the random train for a while now, but this will make sense because NFL draft just happened. We've been on the random train for a while now. Bears were not on the random train. Chicago Bears traded up for Justin Fields, traded up to number 11, and they probably have their quarterback in the future. Hopefully. This feels different. A lot of people are like, oh, they traded up for Mitch. This is so much different. Mitch Trubisky, that pick made no sense. Why is this different? Run me through why this well, is Well, Justin different. Fields is a f- trillion times better as a prospect. That's fair. Like, he has way more success to his name than Trubisky ever did in college. Um, this guy would be the genuinely, genuinely would be the number one pick in any class. Yes. Besides this one. And last year, there was talk saying, is Trevor Lawrence really the number one pick? I think, yes, he still would have been last year no matter what. But there was talk. Is it Justin Fields actually not? Is it is it Trevor Lawrence over Fields really for sure? And then he decided to tank his value by, uh, you know, winning the Big Ten, uh, demolishing Clemson, and then the college football sem- playoff semifinals while getting after getting crushed in the back. Uh, you know, having a great, pretty great game against Alabama, still losing, and then running a four four forty. Yeah, he really tanked his value doing all that. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing that he we should, should have been the second overall pick. We should hit on that. He was going to be the second overall pick for the longest of time. For no reason at all, he dropped. And then he dropped. He dropped dramatically. Very, very, there, very. There was no real reason for it. We were talking on our last episode, last Monday before the draft, and we were saying there's a chance he could drop all the way to 15 without being drafted. It looks like that wasn't going to happen. The Vikings, it's now being reported, had their eye on him and would have taken him at 14. To me, if they wanted, cousins. if they really wanted to take him and they wanted to get him, then there's no way they would have said, oh, let's wait till 14. No, I don't think they wanted him that badly, but they had interest in Justin yeah. Fields. Now, Justin Fields was the second-best quarterback in this class for a while, and then— He still is to me. And then Zach Wilson overtook him, and then For Trey Lance overtook him, which was Makes crazy. No and me. people were saying Mac Jones may have overtaken him. It's even him. dumber. Well, how does Zach Wilson take over? One good year, one really good year, Bloody and he gets good. crushed again, and he doesn't do well at all against a, guy, a team like Coastal Carolina. And I'm going to say this now. at the Because they traded Sam Darnold, the pick makes sense. But I still don't like that pick because you have to know for sure that Zach Wilson is better. Yeah. And is he? Is Sam Darnold? Know? Well, that, that, that brings up. They a didn't give question. up. They did not give any help to Sam Darnold there. So there's in New York. two questions you have to answer with Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold. So we're shifting gears here now. So we're now we're on the New York Jets because the New York Jets earlier in the offseason traded away Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers, and Zach Wilson was the second overall pick. Went to New York, and he is the presumed starting quarterback for next season. He will be the starting quarterback he, next season. That's not a good idea to me. Really. 
They need to have a veteran teach. He he makes so many bad decisions. That's fair. That's I, I don't disagree with that. But Zach Wilson is the type of guy who played at a smaller school in BYU, so he didn't play top-tier competition all the time. But he was really good when he did play against the competition that he was given. He was a top-tier quarterback. His decision-making was a little off. He's a younger quarterback. The question you have to answer is, first off, is Sam Darnold fully developed, which... No. No. Not even close. Probably not, but also, does Zach Wilson then have a higher ceiling where he's at right now than Sam Darnold? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, you could argue that. So you're going to take the, the ceiling, and your window is still a couple of years away if you're the New York Jets, and Darnold's contract's going to expire, so you take your guy now. You gave up on Sam Darnold. Like, it's not like they ha- gave any help to Sam Darnold, ever. He never had any help. He was coached by one of the worst coaches in the league, if not the worst. Um, the talent around him was subpar to terrible the every year uh and again it's not really there new york this year no it's not like you do you really think zach wilson is that much better no i don't think so not in year one not in year one and maybe in year two darnold struggled but again darnold had no talent around him and i mean darnold was like ridiculously well rated it when he was at usc yes and he actually played competition that's fair I think that's the biggest thing. So you look at Zach Wilson, and we were talking about Justin Fields versus. And again, you have to, you don't get to choose your competition, but it does matter. Yes. It does a little. It matters a little. And we were talking earlier about like what's the difference between Mitchell Trubisky and what's the difference between a guy like Justin Fields. And I think the key is that Justin Fields won. He won big games. He won in the big set. Now he didn't perform in the national championship. He performed, but he didn't lead his team to victory, I, which is a concern I've heard. But I think I, I'm I don't not think that matters. I'm not on that train necessarily. But he performed overall in the Big Ten. He only lost two games his entire college career at Ohio State with the pressure on him to perform. He did it at the highest level, at one of the highest levels of college football. And that's the difference between him and Mitchell Trubisky because Mitchell Trubisky played quarterback for a North Carolina team that wasn't fantastic and a North Carolina team that only started him for one year. So that was the difference for Bears fans in picking Justin Fields over Mitchell Trubisky. That also is the difference between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a little bit more proven. And that's the next guy off the board, too. That's Trey Lance. The question surrounding Trey Lance... I mean, there's a ton of questions surrounding Trey Lance. I talked about this with uh, with tons of people about how Trey Lance basically is an unproven guy because he didn't even play last year, Adam. And he played against not played one game two years ago. Yes. Uh, now, and then, like I was saying about Justin Fields, people are going to point to that Northwestern game and... Uh... In the Indiana game, those are two ridiculously good defenses. Yes. Like, are we really going to fault him for that? So here's my he question. He went against great defenses, and then he went to went against Clemson, got his back just demolished, and still went fantastic. It's through six touchdowns. It just makes no sense to me. Here's my question for you, Adam. Who's the best in year one, and who has the best career? Trevor Lawrence will be the best in career. Okay. Who's the best in year one next year? Out of the oh, I did, we didn't even mention the one guy who might be the best next year, and that's maybe the most pro, one of the most pro ready other than Trevor Lawrence out of this draft class, and that is Mac Jones. Is he from starting Alabama? Week? Yeah, I don't know. Is he starting? I week don't one? know. I don't think anybody. I think the only guaranteed we start a week one, like no doubt, a hundred thousand percent starting in week one is Trevor Lawrence. Yes, I would agree with that. Fields maybe not. Wilson, I think, has a very high chance of starting week one. I would be surprised if Zach Wilson is not starting week one. 
Matt Jones is behind Cam Newton, and Trey Lance is behind Jimmy Garoppolo. So the question becomes, year one, who are you taking? I guess you're taking Trevor Lawrence because he's a sure thing. Adam, you just guessed. Oh, I just What's saw it? Dustin May needs un- is going undergoing Tommy John. Unfortunate. Oh, it's, uh, that stinks. Yeah. Uh, tra- yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to be <laughs> – Trevor Lawrence, yes. Starting off, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So Trevor Lawrence, year one, is the guy you're taking there. I think Trey Lance might have the highest ceiling, which is crazy to say, but I also think he has the lowest floor out of this draft class for the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers, a team that was in the Super Bowl – just two years ago. They, Trey, Trey, Trey Lance needs a lot of coaching. Yes, he does. But Kyle Shanahan, the coach in San Francisco, might be the guy to give him that coaching and maybe the best candidate to coach Trey Lance to a winning level. Let's move on to some other teams in this draft here. Let's move on from the quarterback classes because that's all that's been talked about for the past three, four weeks. Let's move on here. Winners and losers of the NFL draft. Adam I'm going to ask you this because you were throwing some names down earlier. Who are your winners of the NFL draft and why? Chargers had an unreal draft. I mean, they got Rashawn Slater who could play everywhere but center. And that's a guy who's going to block for Justin Herbert for probably the next 10 years. And Austin Eckler, too. Austin Eckler's up and up and up. And so Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. is fantastic. He's going to be really good for them. The Browns stole Jeremiah. Owusu Kormo. I don't want to mess that up. And Greg Newsom's a fantastic young corner. I liked Greg Newsom. If the Bears were going to stay at 20, I thought that would have been a nice fit, him being the Northwestern guy staying in yeah. Chicago. Uh, I like the Giants trading down, acquiring picks, but I don't like Criterius Tony pick. Why? Because Rashad Bateman was right there. Okay, Rashad Bateman was there, but the Giants did get their slot wide receiver. In Rashad Bateman's a better player. Okay. And he will be. Fair. fair. And I understand that. I also don't – I also think the Panthers had a great draft. I like the Panthers. The Vikings had a good draft. Panthers – Vikings I'm, had a fantastic draft. I'm going to call it right now. We'll get back to the Vikings in a second. And the Bears obviously had a phenomenal draft. We'll get back this, to, this might have saved Ryan Pace's job. It might have. We'll get back to the Bears and Vikings in a second because there's something going on in the NFC North right Hallelujah. now. According to Twitter and the internet. Hallelujah. Thank God. But we're going to move to that in a second. Let's start, though. No, Yeah, let's start talking about some other teams, though. The Panthers. I love the Panthers next year. The Panthers might be my sleeper team next year. They're going to be go fun. For. They're going to be so fun. Because I like you Matt get Rule. Christian McCaffrey back. You have the weapons, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Your blocking's good. You have Sam Darnold, who they obviously think is much better than Teddy Bridgewater. Their defense isn't bad. They ran with the Chiefs last year. I'm loving the Carolina Panthers for next season. They are going to be good, good. Give me the Carolina Panthers next year. They're going to be so fun to watch. What? I'm not saying to win the Super Bowl. Not to win the Super Bowl. I think they make the playoffs, though. I think their offense is going to be that good. I can see them having a top five offense in football. Calling it now. Carolina Panthers, top five offense in football next year. That's how many weapons they have. They are going to be insane next year on the offensive side of the ball. If Sam Darnold can progress even just a little bit. Let's move on, though. Let's talk about that NFC North that we teased just 30 seconds ago. NFC North. And what's going on? Run us through this situation right now. Aaron Rodgers is angry, and it makes me fairly happy. Because that man has haunted our night- my nightmares. So let's run through this a little bit. So 
Devontae Adams suddenly on Twitter is becoming a little bit mysterious, to say the least. Devontae Adams recently has tweeted out something that kind of makes you a little bit confused because he tweets out, gotta appreciate what you got while you got it. That's from Devontae Adams two hours ago. What does he have that he would have appreciated? Aaron Rodgers. Could this be in reference to that? Yes. Could it also just be completely in reference to something else and people are overlooking a Devontae Adams tweet? Yeah, it's probably yeah, part probably. of it. But that's what probably is happening. But also, but maybe not. It's that they. It, it's it's that he also put a photo of a goat hanging on a cliff. That is weird. That is that is the next that's thing. Little, we that's hit a little on. weird. So, but no, here's the thing. If we were to go over, Aaron Rodgers is angry. He's really mad, and it really apparently it started with Jake Kumaro being released, which everyone's like, oh well, Jake Kumaro's not as good as he said. He's just being a child now. That's your guy. You don't want him to get cut. You listen to your quarterback. If you give everything your quarterback wants, if you surround your quarterback with everything he needs and wants and asks for, you get what happened with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. 100%. Yes, and if that is a Super Bowl. had a competent front office for this, they would be winning a Super Bowl. Maybe. 100%. And I don't care. You want to go after Aaron Rodgers say he's being a child and he's whining for no reason? Shush. I mean, you're not wrong. Aaron Rodgers has so much power in that organization. And he right should. Now. Because he's the MVP. He's the MVP. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the franchise. What is a trade package looking like for Aaron Rodgers right now? Oh, boy. If it really happens, it's at least three first round, at least three or four first-rounders. Three or four. I think that's reasonable. I mean, you're getting an MVP who's somehow still in his prime. Uh, he had the he's best 37 season. years old. He had the best season of his career just now. Yep, that's true. Which is mind-boggling. And he'll be playing with a chip on his shoulder next year. He'll be playing. And as we've seen with Tom Brady, off. and as we've seen with Tom Brady, quarterbacks seem to be indestructible, at least pocket passers who can go for years and years with accuracy and winning caliber, like winning charisma, can go for forever. Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of playing ticked off. He's going to be playing ticked off. What? He's going to be playing really angry. Oh my gosh, he's going to be so, so, so upset next year. If he is traded. If he's with the Packers, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he sits out. I don't know if he retires. I don't think that's going to happen. Am I still... So everybody seems to be thinking that Aaron Rodgers won't be playing with the Packers next year. I'm still in the cap, cap, camp, excuse me, still in the camp, where deep down, I believe Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be a Green Bay Packer next year. It's It seems kind of off the wall for him to be traded. I, I think they would do it's the everything idea, in their power to make sure he stays. It's the idea of that threat that the threaten to retire, and yes, even if it's a threatened threat like that, if you're threatening to retire, I mean, even if it's just a th- empty threat, that's a little scary for the Packers. And apparently, the Broncos released Jeff Driscoll, so now they really have room for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, please free me. So it was reported yesterday, CBS Sports said that Aaron Rodgers won't return to the Packers if they have the same general manager and he'd hold out a camp. Do you fire your general manager to hold on to Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Because I think it's an obvious answer. Yes. Yes, you do. I don't care who your general manager is. That's the greatest quarterback in the history of your team. not as valuable as Aaron Rodgers. That's the greatest quarterback you've ever had. Think about the power. 
power that Aaron Rodgers has. He's literally the most, arguably the most talented player in the league. I mean, of all time. I mean, quarterback of all time. He Sorry. is currently Sorry. the LeBron James. Well, I guess that could be Brady of football. What? Why are you saying that's a bad comparison? LeBron of football. Just based doesn't on the win. Doesn't he have to win more than one? Just based on team power structure. Because I think Aaron Rodgers has more power with the Green Bay Packers than any other player has on their respective team. I don't think there's a lot of players that could say, it's me or the general manager, and opinion will be that the general manager should be fired. If Russell Wilson did that, the Seahawks would probably still trade Russell Wilson. If if any other player did that, if a defensive player did that, if a running back did that, if a wide receiver did that, the player would be traded. Maybe Tom Brady has that power, but I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the only players in the NFL at the moment who would have that power where they can say, yep, I want him gone or I'm gone, and everybody else is going to say, and probably the organization is going to say, yeah, the general manager has to go. It's Aaron Rodgers. We have to keep him here. I mean, do you agree with that, or am I am I crazy in saying that? No, I don't think you're crazy at all. So I think Aaron Rodgers at the moment, other than maybe Tom Brady, is possibly the most powerful, and maybe Patrick Mahomes too, is possibly the most powerful player in football. No, no, Aaron Donald's probably stronger. Okay, not physically. I know, I was kidding. But everything else was. Which, being the most powerful player in football, or at least in the top five, and then you demand a trade or changes to your organization, it's going to happen. And it means a lot for Aaron Rodgers if he goes somewhere else. Let's say somebody gives up three first-round picks and they're starting quarterback for Aaron Rodgers. What does the NFC North look like next year, Adam? Because then you have the Bears with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. You have the Vikings, who are consistently, it seems like, around 500. And you have the Lions, who... Or the Lions next year. What does the NFC North look like next year? Well, the best quarterback in the division would be Kirk Cousins to yes. me. Yep. Obviously, some people say Justin Fields, but like can't say that yet no, because he no. hasn't played. Kirk the game. Cousins statistically, Kirk Cousins you is consistent. You also he's good. can't. He's not. Ama- he's not going to like win you titles, but he'll. He'll get be the job decent. done. He'll be an average quarterback. He's decent. That's going to be crazy. That the best quarterback in the NFC North could be an average quarterback. Like he's, this is a division he's, that had he's Matthew good. Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. He's good. He's good. He's not amazing. No. But, I mean, yeah, because everyone's like, some people said Justin Fields is better already. I'm like, you can't say that he hasn't started a full game yet. You got to wait. I've never been a fan of that. The whole rookie, it's automatically better. No, you got to wait. All right, let me run through some names here of possible trade candidates that could be included for trades for Aaron Rodgers. And you tell me if the Packers are still contenders next year for the playoffs and for the NFC North title, if these quarterbacks are their starting quarterbacks next year. Because Aaron Rodgers, if he's moved, I'd assume the Packers try to get a younger quarterback back, right? Or at least some type of bridge quarterback that they can play. But they also have Jordan Love. So we'll go through here a little bit and see what your thoughts are. If the Packers have Derek Carr as their starting quarterback next year, are the Packers still contenders in the NFC North? Without Aaron Rodgers? Without Aaron Rodgers no. and Derek Carr. If the Packers have Jordan Love starting for them next year, are they contenders in the NFC North? No, no shot. If the Packers have Teddy Bridgewater, are the if the Packers have Teddy Bridgewater, are the Packers contenders in the NFC North? No. 
I should have I shouldn't have led with Derek Carr because I think he's the best quarterback we're going to see out. There. Oh, I didn't even hear. I, I spaced out when you said that. Oh, Derek is that Carr, what you were saying? Derek Carr, yeah, probably. They're they're not the best, but they're probably one of the best. Okay, they're one of the better ones. I think Derek Carr makes them close to contenders. If the Packers, I'm going to throw this out there because I've thrown it out here on a few different places. I've thrown it out on a podcast, Twitter. I've thrown it out um, on a, another show here on KCOU. Tell me what your thoughts are on this, Adam. Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson, straight up. Who says no and why? Seahawks. Why? Younger. Okay, I think that's fair. Is Russell Wilson as good as Aaron Rodgers, though? No. Mm, barely. Not, no. not as good, but they're both top five quarterbacks. Yes, that's fair. Top ten. I'll give Wilson top ten. I don't know if I can give wow. him top five. Wow. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's ahead of him? Rodgers. Okay. Mahomes. Good. Allen. No. What? No. no. No Josh Allen? No. He was great this year. He's top ten, but he's not better than Russell Wilson yet. Already. Mm. No chance. Nope. Nah. I don't know, Zilch. man. Nope. That's fair. I'd say, barring legal troubles, Watson's more talented than him. I mean, yeah. I mean, even if he's in legal trouble, he's still a better quarterback. Yes. But obviously, we have no clue what's See, going on. See, I there. don't actually believe Tom Brady's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson, but I feel like I, if I say Tom Brady, will consensus opinion will be, yeah, probably Tom Brady's better than Russell Wilson. I don't think he's better, but he's greater all time. Greater sure. all time. I mean, he's well, not yeah, better. No. Next For next year, though. And as a player, no, I'd rather take Russ right now. Okay. I think that's fair. What about, yeah, I guess that's fair. I, that's all I really have. Maybe he's top five. He's absolutely top five. As you said, Lamar Lam- Jackson? Oh, he's gone. He's leaving. I'm, I'm about to walk out of the studio right there. All right, so let's. So you'll think the Seahawks would say no to a Russell Wilson for Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Straight up trade. Are the Packers still playoff contenders in the NFC North if they have Russell Wilson? Oh, 100%. Yes. They're the favorites. Okay. By far. Trying to think of other possible trades for Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm looking through my list, and I don't think any others would make logical sense at this point. So Aaron Rodgers, if he hypothetically departs, who is your pick to win the NFC North then? I know what's up. Let's say Jordan Love is the starting quarterback. Vikings. Vikings are suddenly leaders of the NFC yeah. North. Barely. Wow. Then it's the Bears. Okay, then it's the Viking. No, the, oops. Then it's probably the Lions. Packers and Lions can just fight for the basement. That's fair. That's fair. That's legitimate. I just can't believe how hyped up one tweet can make. Well, it's us. not because it's that. not one tweet. Because I know it's a continued thing. It's been a thing since Thursday. But this is on the top of my mind because of the Devonte Adams tweet. If you weren't listening earlier, Devonte Adams tweeted earlier today. Uh, appreciate what you got while you have it. And so Aaron Rodgers being an MVP quarterback that he's had for a while and maybe doesn't have anymore, but we don't know. It's kind of cryptic at this point given the situation surrounding the Green Bay Packers. I'm not sure what to think surrounding that team. Adam, best draft pick and worst draft pick, or losers of the draft, worst loser of the draft from last week. The Raiders made no sense because they reached again for Alex Leatherwood. Texans, I... They say they're adamant on not trading Deshaun Watson, and again, we have no clue what's going to happen there with all that situ- those situ- that situation. Davis Mills, really? They have like, Who they went with? The Saints take Ian Book away like two rounds too early, and the Packers continue to anger Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Amari Rodgers is good, but they're still annoying him by 
I don't get that. Is Ian Book the quarterback of the future for the New Orleans Saints? I know that's crazy. Can we just talk think. about how they, the New Orleans Saints, Notre Dame Saints, isn't that like both Christian symbol, Catholic um, uh, religious symbols? Notre yeah. Dame, well, Notre Dame, and then you got the you Saints. Can, you can make connections. Notre Dame, Latter Day Saints, or something like that. You can make a connection there for sure. With the Saints, though. Yeah, Let Ian the Book. Saints go marching. In. Ian Book, and he is the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. That's tough to do. That's a pretty winning program. What is up with Ian Book in New Orleans? Is he the future starter of the New Orleans Saints? I don't know. Right now they have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. I don't know what to think and make of that quarterback room right now. Adam, if you're Sean Payton today, who is your starting quarterback going into next year? Is it Winston? Winston. Is it Hill? Winston. It's not Taysom Hill. No. Why not? Taysom Hill's not good. He was the starter going into last year when Drew Brees got hurt. Taysom Hill's not good. You can't just say Taysom Hill's not good. I need a reason for why Taysom Hill's not good, Mr. Rosen. Come on. Like, he's... Look at his passing number. I can't even find his passing numbers. Hold on. There's so few passes to go off of. He he. Seriously, it's just a it's a meme. I think that's fair. Taysom Hill's it's got great rushing ability though. He changes meme. the game. You know what's funny? Yes. He what was drafted. And uh, he was when did he when did he sign? This is not helpful. You know we actually played for the Packers first. I did not realize that. Yeah. Packers would like to have him right now. Dangle him over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he, say, Hi, he was we on the Packers. Hill. We don't need you, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. He was on the practice squad. He played in there for the the preseason. Well, he started there in 2017. So how old do you think he is? He's probably like 25, 26. He's 30. Taysom Hill's 30 years old? No joke. He'll be 31 at the start of the season. He does not have the arm talent that James Winston does. That's fair. I don't think he's close to the arm talent that Jameis Winston does. Saints have a really good defense going into next year. Taysom Hill is everything that Tim Tebow is. He can't throw, but he's really athletic and can move. Speaking of Tim Tebow. I swear to God, don't. Please don't do it, Jaguars. He tried out with the Jaguars. Possible return with head coach Urban Meyer. Tim Tebow could actually be a valuable player. I'm in the camp that why not? As a tight end, he is basically Taysom Hill. That is what's going. That is how he will be used. It's not like he's coming in to play a stereotypical tight end position, right? He's going to block a little bit. He'll help out on special teams, and he can be the plug-in guy that throws the ball every once in a while in an offense that may need some trick plays every once in a while, led by Trevor Lawrence. If this is a Jacksonville team that wants to win next year, Adam, if Tim Tebow can Tim Tebow come back, I, I guess that's the question that I should start with. Wanna, is this possible? Is this actually going to happen? Do you want to play? Do you want to be terrible at another position in the in sports, in professional sports? Man, why the hate on Tim? He's Tebow? a very nice, likable guy, but he's not good at foot. Not a good quarterback in the college. He was a great quarterback in college. Yeah, right? I was gonna say he was a terrible on. NFL quarterback. He, I mean, good for him for the hitting a homer in spring training. He won games when he was with the Broncos. Not a lot, but he won some games. Some games. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. I do like Tim Tebow to play as a Taysom Hill role on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that would be fair. the coolest thing. That's a fun thing to watch, too. I want to see that storyline. That was a crazy day of football the other day. 
You have the NFL draft coming up. Roger says, hey, I want out. Then Tim Tebow says, I want back <laughs> in. It's like the, what do you call it, the Karate Kid meme uh, with Jaden Smith. I hate it here. <laughs> Man, Tim Tebow's quarterback rating in 2011 was 38.6. That wasn't great. His QBR, the ESPN QBR, total quarterback rating. It's a little bit different than regular quarterback rating. His quarterback rating was 72.9 in Denver when he played most of his games. But he won 7-4. and four. So there you go. All right, we're going to send it to a quick break. When we come back, we will have some basketball talk because LeBron is not like the new playoff format. So we're going to talk a little bit about the playoff format. We'll probably hit on a little bit more NFL talk as well and maybe some MLB. As we said, it's going to be quite the random show. And plus, can Chad Ochocinco or Chad Johnson as he goes by now, will he be a good boxer? Figure out why we're actually asking that question when we come back. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. This is Gil Scott Heron with some bad news. It's called angel dust. It's a killer white powder or a chemical mix that is sprayed or sprinkled on tobacco or marijuana cigarettes. It has come between the best of friends. Don't sell it, buy it, give it, or take it. In other words, don't mess with it. It may leave someone close to you very dead. That's no way to treat a friend. That's no way to treat yourself. It just ain't worth that. If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard, aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station.
Station on KCOU 88.1 FM, Jeff Rep alongside Adam Rosen. We're here to talk some sports. And we just talked a whole lot about the NFL and the NFL draft. Cry and Aaron Rodgers and Tim Tebow. Cry, Packers fans, cry. Kind of mean, Adam. I, you know what? I got made so. I have made fun, of, been made fun of so much in my life from Packers fans just whining and saying, ha hey, ha, hey, you stink, you suck. <laughs> Justified. Though. I want them to just feel that same pain and sadness I have as with my quarterback position. Okay. Just for one season. Just for one. Well, at least one. Or what it's going to happen. Probably 40. This is what's going to happen. Jordan Love's going to come in. And then just dominate. And be Aaron Rodgers 2.0. And just dominate. Just, like just to anger the heck out of me. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if Jordan Love's comes in and just is insane? I can see it happening. Uh-oh. What's the uh-oh? Luis Robert will miss extended period of time with a hip injury. Surgery oh. was being considered. The team will have more in 30 minutes. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's not good. I hate to see that. He's a young guy. He's a really, really talented player. Oh, that's my MVP pick. Unfortunate. Hopefully that's he not recovers. what I care about, though. Hopefully he recovers quickly. He, he's a definitely a young talent and important to that Sox ball club, and I, I'd love to see him succeed in the league with just the amount. I mean, that could be a future MVP, as you're saying. He's a, he's a good MVP pick for this year and for the future. But let's talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs here. So new format for the NBA playoffs was introduced last year was kind of a bubble compromise for the teams that were close to the playoffs but had limited games to kind of make up the ground where they were behind in the NBA playoff race. So for the NBA playoff format, what you basically have is the 7th and 8th place teams will play each other in a playing style game. Then the loser of that game plays the winner of a game between the ninth and 10th place teams. So if you are a 7th or 8th place team and you lose two games in a row, you get knocked out of the playoffs. If you're a 9th or 10th place team and you win two games in a row, you get put in the playoffs. It basically makes it a little bit harder for those 7th and 8th teams to make their way into the playoffs, and it makes it a little easier for the ninth and 10th place teams to make it into the playoffs. LeBron James is upset because his Lakers are falling in the standings. LeBron James has been hurt. Anthony Davis has been hurt for a while. And the Los Angeles Lakers are no longer a top seed in the Western Conference. They're in danger of missing the playoffs. They're in danger of missing the playoffs. They have fallen to a tie for sixth place in the Western Conference. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers aren't going to be able to coast like they did last year. No, 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 no. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be in a battle to the finish line to ensure that they do not have to play in those playoff games, those play-in playoff games. This is a going to be a great race to the finish because the teams that they would have to play in the playoff ga- the play-in games are pretty good themselves. So let's break down the Western Conference standings really quickly. In fifth place, no, in fourth place. In fourth place, you have the Clippers at 43 and 22. So they are three and a half games back of the Suns for first place in the Western Conference. Then there's a significant gap. There is a six and a half game gap between the Clippers and the Mavericks. Mavericks have the five seed right now, sitting at 36 and 28. Also at 36 and 28 is the Portland Trailblazers. Also at 36 and 28 is the Los Angeles Lakers. 
with the 7th seed. They are three and a half games up on the Memphis Grizzlies for the 8th seed. So out of the Blazers, Mavericks, and Lakers, the logical deduction is that the Grizzlies won't catch those teams. I don't think they will. There's not enough games in the season for that based on how well these teams are playing still. But out of those three teams, the Mavericks, the Trailblazers, and the Lakers, one of them is going to have to play in the play-in games. And it very well could be the Lakers. LeBron James is sitting out again because he's been dealing with an ankle injury. This is not the season LeBron James has to wants to have to push it to the end because of he's been dealing with I, an ankle injury throughout the entire year. I, I... What's up? You're, you're I, 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 I kind of agree with him on this. How so? Explain. Because maybe he wants... He, I think he said a while ago he wanted one, but maybe not this year. Because if you think about it, do you know how many teams... He, he's got a short, short offseason this year. True. And all the injuries we've had already? A lot of injuries. Yeah, but what, what the play-in is supposed to do, it's... Not supposed to just be a money grab. It's supposed to include more teams into the playoffs, give more teams a shot, and in a year that COVID-19 protocols have taken out players of games, it should also give teams that maybe lost some games due to COVID just one extra chance to make the playoffs if they, when healthy and when applicable, are able to kind of boost themselves into the playoff race. Yeah. So there's give and take. I agree with you, though. It was a shortened offseason, and now suddenly you have to have all these teams, basically four more teams pushing it to the end at the end of the season. Here. Let's go through the 8, 9, and 10 seeds in the West. Memphis Grizzlies. Very good basketball team there. They are the 8 seed currently. Half a game below them, sitting at 532 and 32. And this is where it gets interesting for me. You have the Golden State Warriors. Would it not be very, very fun to see a Lakers team led by LeBron against the Golden State Warriors in a do-or-die one game to get in the playoffs scenario? I'm, I mean, that's a throwback then. I almost would take the Warriors. Not. I would. The Warriors match up well there. It's just because Steph Curry will just shoot exactly. 80%. If, from, if Steph Curry he'll gets, shoot 83s and make 90, of, 90 if, of them. And yes, I know that makes no sense. If you have Steph Curry and he gets hot... Like he's shown, he does a lot. Potentially, that's an upset in the making. The Lakers would have to lose two games currently. They're the seventh seed. They're, I don't see them losing two games in a row to eight, nine, and ten seeds. Unless LeBron is hurt and can't go. Or unless Davis is hurt and can't go. Which, looking at how snake-bitten they've been this entire year, is entirely possible. You want to kind of coast if you're LeBron James into the playoffs. Then, let's say the Lakers win and get the seventh seed they have to face the utah jazz currently or the phoenix suns at the top of the western conference standings that is not a cakewalk either for those teams and can you imagine being the suns or the jazz working so hard to get the one or two seed throughout the entire year and then you have to face the los angeles lakers in round one the reigning champions yikes yeah i i it'd be interesting yep but again i if they're healthy, that's the, my favorite to make at least get far. Who? The Lakers? If they're, yeah, if they're all healthy, yeah. That's what I'm saying. 
the Lakers as a favorite might have to play in the playing games and then could potentially face the one or two seed in the first round. Poor one or two seed, Suns or Jazz. Or the Nuggets. Go oh, Suns. I love it. You like this? I know you love the Suns. I doubted the Suns at the start of the season, Adam. Why did I do that? Boo. I I did not take into account the Chris Paul effect. Chris Paul's insane. Chris Paul should be in the MVP conversation. He should. Every it, single year. Jokic should win it. Chris Paul should be in the conversation. Chris Paul's pretty awesome. I'm the new Chris Paul. I'm a big fan of Chris Paul this year. I've always I've been a big fan of Chris Paul, but this year, I mean, it's just cements it for me. He's he's awesome, awesome. Love Chris Paul. All right, let's that's gonna wrap up our NBA talk here. Because there's not a whole lot to talk about, and there's still a while to go before before these playoffs actually begin. Lots of NBA games left to be played. We'll have to see how that pans out, though, because I do not want to be a one or two seed facing the Lakers in the first round. Talk about fighting hard the whole season and being rewarded with an easy matchup in the first round, and then you get the Lakers. It's going to happen. Like, it's not a question of will that happen. That That is, there's a good chance of that happening. Unless the Lakers get the five seed, and then we get a Clippers versus Lakers first round matchup potentially, too, which would be even, even better. Yeah. All right, moving on now. And this is something you brought to my attention before the show. Would you like to share the Chad Johnson news? So apparently Chad Johnson is going to be boxing in an undercard for the night that Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather go and fight. So Logan Paul, if you don't know who that is, he's the brother of Jake Paul. Jake Paul was the YouTube star who fought former Mizzou wrestler Ben Askren in a fight. He also knocked out Nate Robinson earlier. In the summer, Ruth, we're all we're all we're all transferring after that. that ben Askren took one fight and we're, hit the deck. We're all we're 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 all transferring after that one. But he fought Ben Askren, and now his brother Logan wants a piece of the action. So he challenged. You know, you think he challenged like an okay fighter, go in there, get his reps, get an easy win. He challenges Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest boxers of all time. Floyd Money Mayweather versus Logan Paul. And now, apparently, Chad Johnson, you probably know him as Chad Ochocinco, is fighting in the undercard. I'm going to have to buy that pay-per-view at this point. That's going to be a fun fight. You've got Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. And then Chad Ochocinco as the undercard. It's going to be something. 100%. Adam, pick for the fight before... I mean, it's so far away. It's in June. But... Early pick for the fight. Who you got? Logan Paul or Floyd Money? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take the boxing guy. I'm gonna take the boxer. Well, everybody's doubted the Paul brothers. I know, but this is a real boxer. And I don't think Floyd Mayweather is gonna be the type of guy who necessarily takes one punch and goes down. He's the type of They'll guy. He's gonna out. be upset. If it's a real, if they really take it seriously, they it's a real fight. Floyd Mayweather's also getting up there in age. Also, apparently, I just wait. Is this? What's up? I did not realize this from a month and a half ago. Uh, Andrew Kiefer of Mizzou Baseball, he walks up to the Pablo Sanchez theme That's from Backyard pretty Baseball. cool. Unbelievable. Backyard Baseball. Oh, How's the yeah. show going for you on Xbox, Adam? Do you play the show I don't on have Xbox? Playsta- I, have, I have PlayStation. PlayStation. show came out on Xbox. It's a fun game. As Do you well. have it yet? I don't have it yet. Good Lord, get it. I don't have my Xbox with me here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't have, yeah. Get it, and then when I'm, a, I'll be here in the summer. You, we'll, we'll play each other. All right. I was just on the video game trend there. I wanted to see if you had the newest, biggest, 
just video before, game. I got some stuff I'm going to have to play. I have a challenge I'm on right now. I'll have to get back to it later. All right, back to the Floyd Mayweather talk. Floyd Mayweather is 44 years old, though. Do you think he can actually wear down Logan Paul, or is Logan Paul going to wear uh, his him His whole down? strategy was uh, evasion, evading and, uh, wearing, uh, and wearing down his opponent by just just moving around. Whichever one whined about, but it's a real strategy, and it works. So we're not going to see the Logan Paul knockout that a lot of people want to see? I, I feel like both people, a lot of people want uh, one or uh, both results. Both res- they want to see Floyd Mayweather get knocked out. Well, because Floyd see Mayweather is not out. exactly a very good per has had a very not uh, not a That's very fair. good past. What uh, if they Floyd if, Ma- and neither does Logan Paul. All right, what if they're each throwing a punch and it give comes me, in and they simultaneously punch each other? Give me the guy who's and a professional. Both get knocked out. I think the world might win. <laughs> Who not, wins not that then? I like. I don't like when people get hurt, but they're not like it's boxing. Ever, it's boxing. Hit. That's what happens. It's also the boxing. fact that he's not. Logan Paul is not a good person. He's done a lot of awful things. His brother's probably just as reprehensible. Uh, and then John, then uh, Floyd Mayweather's got the issue with his his girlfriend, the domestic violence stuff from a while ago. So. That's why I, I'll probably watch it, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't I'll see if someone else is watching, and I'll just use, beg someone who, uh, who else, who paid for it to let me watch with them. That's fair. That's fair. Floyd Mayweather, one of the best boxers of all time. This is one of the final things we're going to hit on before we head out, and it is that Mike Trout. Adam, I said I was going to mention this before our show. Mike Trout. I'm saying it now. I said it earlier. I think he's going to win the triple crown. I'm going to say it right now. Mike Trout's going to have one of the best baseball seasons of all time when it's all said and done after this year. Oh, yeah. This has been ridiculous. I mean, let's not forget Byron Buxton has been great, too. He has been great. But it's Mike Trout. And he is consistent. And he can continue to do what he is doing right now. He is locked in. He is going insane at the plate. Mike Trout so far this year. And this is kind of off topic with where we're at, but it needs to be mentioned, and it's our final note of the day. Mike Trout is hitting 413 this year with a 515 on base percentage and 80 at bats. He has hit seven home runs. The league lead is nine. And he has 16 RBIs, but RBIs aren't a huge stat. He has 16 bases on balls. Four, he's been walked intentionally four times to only 24 strikeouts. Mike Trout is, is having the second coming, the best years in a long, long time. His OPS on base percentage plus slugging is twelve ninety. Get out of town, Mike Trout! I knew you were good. I didn't realize you were this good. You didn't realize Mike Trout was this good. I realized Mike Trout was this good, but these are historic numbers at the moment. Yeah, but it's Mike Trout. He gets better every year. How old is Mike Trout now? Mike Trout's getting up there too. He was born in 1991. He's 29. He'll be 30 in August. Exactly. He's going to be 30 soon. And he gets better every year. He's in his prime right now. We're seeing the prime of Mike Trout. He's a must-see player every single night. You can watch Mike Trout. It's it's amazing. He is just so good. Can you tell me where Mike Trout is for on-base percentage all-time? All-time? He's got to be. What's his on-base? Can I know his on-base percentage? 419. 419, he's got to be close to, I'd say he's all-time 25. A little higher. 15. A little lower. 17. Just a bit lower. 20. Still a little higher. 19? 
No, it's 18. Oh my gosh, that Joey, was brutal. You know who's uh, you know who's right near him at 22? Joey Votto. Correct. You started saying. Yeah, I, did, I, I just thought about that. I thought you were going with Joey Votto. I'm like, I think that's what he was going to say. Paul Goldschmidt's at 100, 101. Bryce Harper's at 111 with Tony Gwynn. Who's the highest on base percentage of all time? It's Ted Williams. Makes sense. What's he at? 481. Okay. Or 482 if you want to. Who's number two up. then? Babe. Ruth. Wow. I didn't realize Babe Ruth's on base. You know I knew Babe Ruth was good. I didn't realize. You know who number four is? Was that high. Four would be DiMaggio. No, it's Billy Hamilton. It's not that Billy. It's not different Billy Hamilton. Different Billy Hamilton. The number Hall six. Of Fame Billy number Hamilton. six. Number six? Who is number three? Number five. Uh, John McGraw is number three. Lou Gehrig's five. Okay, makes sense. Number six. Is this a name I should know? Or yes. This... I'd go DiMaggio. No. Way more recent. Like, way more recent. Barry Bonds. Yes. That makes sense. Good. Who is the most, like, other than Bonds, who, are there any recent guys up there? I'm trying to think. I feel like a lot of dead, not dead ball era guys, but older guys will be on that on-base potential. It's more historic guys. A lot less home run oriented. Yeah. That, that's what I would assume at this point. All right, Adam. I think that's going to close us out. Final notes on the day. Yerman Mercedes is a real-life created player. You love Yerman Mercedes. Do you don't love Do you not love Yerman Mercedes? I think he's good. You don't love Yerman Mercedes? Right? I think I'm more like Yerman Mercedes. You don't love Yerman Mercedes? Adam, why are you putting me in here? <laughs> you don't love Yerman Mercedes? I think he's a good baseball player. You don't love Yerman Mercedes? Adam, are you are you good, man? I'm very good right now. Okay. Is that your final note? Yerman was Mercedes. That, was that the final note of the final note? Just Yerman Mercedes? All right. Yerman Mercedes is Adam's final note. I'll go Mike Trout is amazing and should be recognized all the time. And that's about it because he's going off and he's going to have one of the best seasons ever this season. That is my final note. That's my bold prediction of the day. Also, Panthers offense top five next year. Calling it right now. Okay. We're, we're just full of bold predictions right now. All right. I think the Trout's right. less uh, I'll bold. Give you a real, I'll give you my bold prediction. What's your bold prediction before we go? Suns-Bucks finals. Suns-Bucks? Let's go. That'll be a gritty you, matchup. That's what everyone wants. That's no a, one wants Nets-Lakers. That's a gritty, fun matchup. I don't think matchup. anyone wants Nets-Lakers. Name one person who wants it. Only the only like the only like sports media. And I don't we're want technically to see sports media. Technically, we're sports media. But I don't want to see it. I want to <laughs> see the Bucks net uh, Bucks nets. I want to see Bucks Suns. That's fun. I want to see those under under the radar teams that don't aren't aren't getting the love that they deserve. All right, that's gonna send us off. This has been the Analytics Association on KCOU eighty eight point one FM. We'll be on next week from four to five p.m. on Monday. So be sure to tune in then. Once again, I'm Jack McGrath across from Adam Rosen. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Thanks for listening. Justin Fields. Uh